Gumbo Nation, you're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein on iHeartRadio. And yes, I'm your host, Dwayne Stein, the Gulf South Mortgage Authority. If you want to join us today, if you're not scared, jump in the pot, 504-260-0995. Hey, you can also check us out. We're streaming on Facebook.com forward slash Dwayne Stein forward slash Mortgage Gumbo, the iHeartRadio app. The greatest financial advisor ever, Greg Ricks. Check out his app. You can listen to us on that. Download that, the Winning at Life app. That is amazing, uh, all the information that they've got on that application. So, um, but wow, hey, guess what, folks? We had a uh, unseasonably cool spring. Well, guess what? Summer's back, and she's back with a vengeance. Wow, is it hot out there. All I know is when I get out of here today, I'll be heading over to the ballpark where they're expecting 98 degrees, no wind, just absolute putrid conditions to be playing baseball. So it's uh, it's easily a good four or five shirt day for me. Four or five shirts. And it is what it is. That's for sure. But hey, happy fourth. I hope you're not listening to me from a hospital room where maybe you blow off your fingers or something like that. That seems to happen every year. Um, I tell you, it is uh, absolutely amazing, amazing to see um, just the display. I know in my neighborhood of the fireworks and what has to be thousands of dollars that are spent is uh, unbelievable. That is for sure. So, but hey, hope everybody had a amazing fourth. On a somber note, hey, uh, rest in peace, John Walton. We lost a legend this week in, in one of our station's own. Uh, John Walton of Walton & Johnson uh, passed away this past week. And I've gotten the opportunity to meet him a couple times. And uh, just a good dude. I mean, just a guy who, uh, you know, really when I met him, hey, you know, I'm Dwayne Stein. It could have blew me off. But, man, we sat, me and uh, him and Steve Johnson, and they were like, hey, tell us about your show. They really wanted to know some information about it. And, uh Good dudes, man. So so rest in peace, John Walton, that's for sure. But So look, hey, we're at half the year. It's kind of crazy to start thinking that we are closing loans right now, that the first payment is not going to be till September 1st. I mean, that is absolutely amazing when you think about in, in, in our industry, and I don't know what it's like in your world, but when there's always deadlines and contract dates and people just going, hey, help me save money as quick as possible, it, it, it's amazing when, when those kind of things are going on. And, you know, and now when we're closing on these loans and people aren't due to September to think that, gosh, this is another year that's almost over. Another year. But, I mean, you talking about what an incredible year it's been uh, record-breaking all across, not just on loan units, loan volume, purchases, refinances, reverse mortgage, you name it, everybody's taking advantage of it. But one of the things that we're going to talk about, a couple of things that we're going to talk about today is with these rates being so low, we're going to kind of debate over the 30 versus the 15-year rate, okay? I mean, term. So, hey, where where should I be going? 30 versus 15? 
So we're going to kind of go down the line there, and I'm going to ask you some questions because I want you to ponder it. Because one of the things that I see a lot of people doing, and a lot of people are advertising this stuff with the 15, but don't make yourself house poor. So we're going to talk about that. And the other topic that's today is simply income. What is qualifying income when it comes to a mortgage? I am amazed at how much of my competition out there, because they happen to get a loan officer license, or my uh, counterparts at the bank, who really just don't know much at all, um, I am amazed at how they do not know what income is when it comes to qualifying somebody for a mortgage. And, it, and it's so... Sometimes I get folks, and by the time they get to me, it's almost too late. But we had a client this week that went through a, a competitive uh, a lender. I won't even call them competition. They went through another lender, and they were told that, you know what, hey, they had them pre-approved, which really... They didn't have pre-approved because they didn't have the right income in, so they made it look good on paper. And for $219,000. Now, this has been four months ago. They're going into one of these, one of these, uh, one of these fancy new houses is being built, new construction, all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, they realize when they go to get to qualifying all of a sudden you know it's amazing too when these happens the lender never admits that it's on their end they're like oh the underwriter the underwriter said that um we need this that or the other okay well it the underwriter's job is just to get the file ready for the investor so if you're listening and you're wondering and your lender's telling you well we're waiting on a the underwriter's job is simply to get the loan ready for the investor it's your loan officer's job to know what the heck they're doing and know what programs to put you in. So this poor lady, $219,000 home, okay? Guess what? Being built. So she's got kids moving out of school districts. She's moving. She's made arrangements with new jobs, okay, where she didn't quit her job, but she's got a new job where she's transferring to this area. So staying with the same company, okay? getting out of her lease, and then all of a sudden they tell her three weeks before she's supposed to close that she does not qualify. Does that sound familiar to anybody that's driving around or listening right now? Have you heard that? And then at the end they go, oh, I'm sorry, the underwriter saw something, or the underwriter didn't like that. Folks, that's why you got to make sure that you're working with somebody that knows what's going on. So this lady that they pre-approved for 219000 when she came to us because we know how to do income, she really qualified for a $169,000 house. And you go, oh, well, that stinks. Well, no, it don't because it was fool's gold. Of course, she went looking at a $219,000 house because they told us she was good up to two twenty. But when we looked at the income, because they, were, they were, didn't bother to ask her about part-time income, they didn't bother to ask her because she was a nurse working for a temp agency that they can't qualify that. They just took pay stubs, said, hey, yeah, here's what you can do. So that's why we're going to kind of talk about that today because I take that personally. So the lady, we got her with a quality agent, one of the agents that's in my network. And you know what? 
within a short three days, she found a house in her range because now she's forced, right? The, the speed of the game has changed. She's transferring jobs. Her kids are going to be going into a different school district. And, uh, oh, by the way, she's going to be homeless. So we're going to get this loan closed for her in three weeks so she can meet all her stuff and don't have to live in her U-Haul. But, folks, it's so important. And your job, listeners, and, and as the home buyer, it's not your job to know what your income that qualifies is. It's my job. It's the lender that you hire's job to know that information. So make sure when it comes down to that, okay, you want to get approved through underwriting, which is what we do over here at my firm with Mortgage Gumbo. You're approved through an underwriter. You're not approved through a underwriting software, okay, that so many lenders use. I, we use it. We, we use it. But I can make anything work. If you're a 560, I can say that you got 30000 in cash to put down just so I can give you a pre-approval that says you're approved. That's not what it's about. We're talking about houses here, not gumballs. So we want to make sure that we're getting that right for you. Okay, so make sure that you're vetting your lender. Make sure that you're asking the right questions, okay? And most of all, hey, a little bit of responsibility comes on you as well. Make sure that you're letting them know what all your income is. So we, we can get that right. That's the key there. That's the key there, okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to cover a lot of that, the different income sources that are out there and how it works. We're going to talk about, hey, rates. Jobs report came out. Guess what? Hey, are they going to cut rates now at all? It remains to be seen. I guess we'll see. You know, they were talking about that. So we've got a lot of that and more. Hey, remember that data breach with Equifax? Yeah, that dude's going to jail. We'll talk about that. Rate watch. We've got a bunch of different stuff we'll cover on the other side of the break. We're glad you're hanging out with us. It's Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. Burn that mother down, baby, not your house. But we got a Disco Inferno going here. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995 if you want to join the show. Hey, listen, we got Texas watching on Facebook. We've got Tennessee, D.C., Carolina, Louisiana, we are representing. I told y'all, I'm going to take over Pitbull. I am going to be the new Mr. Worldwide, so I appreciate it. Hey, if you're getting out of your car, you're just chilling, hey, go check out the stream on Facebook.com forward slash Dwayne Stein or forward slash Mortgage Gumbo, the Winning at Life app or iHeartRadio app as well. So no excuses why you can't get your fill of mortgage greatness today. And we try to bring you education options and have a little fun doing it as well. So that arm you have, that adjustable rate mortgage, is there money available on it? 
Or have you spent it all? Did it burn a hole in your pocket? You know, are you holding on to it? The rate's low, you know. Do not, here's what I want to tell you. Don't miss the gift that you've been given with these super, super low rates. Don't miss it. And thank goodness, and I'll contribute it to my show, because as we said, we got like five, six states represent. Even St. Bernard, Sammy and St. Bernard, that's like a state itself, the parish. Prepayment arms at 12-year high, okay? Arm prepayments have now jumped to their highest level since 2007 as borrowers seek getting out with the uncertainty of adjustable rate products for the security of a low fixed interest rate over the long haul. They are getting out of their adjustable rate mortgages for the uncertainty of an adjustable rate mortgage for the nice, solid, solid, low fixed mortgage rates. Okay? So you've got to understand, take advantage of that. Take full advantage of that. Get rid of these arms, folks. You got fool's goal right now with the rates being low. Hey, and I'm talking about rates may get cut, right? They may cut rates in, uh, at the end of the month. We'll see. But guess what? Don't buy the fool's goal. I've yet to meet somebody that's got a home equity line of credit when they come to me and the thing's not almost maxed out. Just be careful. Butch in Mandeville, how can we help you out, sir? Whether you recognize my voice, you helped me with my daughter and son's mortgage, and I just wanted to tell your listeners that if they're not doing business with Dwayne Stein and his team, and that's Christy and Dean Slide on that, yep. they're missing the boat. You guys are the best. Mr. Butch, thank you, my man. I appreciate that, and uh, absolutely I recognize that voice, my man. And, uh, hey, I appreciate you uh, as a father, number one, uh, trusting me and my team with your most valuable assets, your son and daughter. And, and you know, so I appreciate the kind words and, and knowing that we took care of them. Uh, that definitely means a lot, man. And uh, thanks so much, Mr. Butch. I really appreciate that call, my man. So when we're talking about, uh, and Butch, just a good guy, man, took care of his son, his daughter, wanted to make sure they were taken care of and, uh, just handled it in, a, in the right way, man. So, good guy, Mr. Butch. That's for sure, man. A pleasure working with him. He got it. He gets it. That's for sure. So, when we're talking about these adjustable rate mortgages, folks, listen, I'm not trying to... This is not... Sometimes an adjustable rate mortgage, maybe, they, maybe there's some options there to take advantage of it. I found very few, far and in between. But when rates are as low as they are right now, you are absolutely stealing... Don't miss out on the opportunity to get rid of these things. You can hear it. They're at 12-year highs. People are getting away from them. That's what prepayment on arms means. They're paying these things off. They're not waiting for the 5-1 or the rate to adjust. They're getting, that's what prepayment means. They're getting the heck out of Dodge now. So if you have that home equity line of credit, I know, listen, I've been doing this 25-plus years. I know for those on Facebook, I don't look that old, but I am. And I know that when your payment right now with these low rates is little to nothing, 
on that line of credit. I know it's going to be tough to package that in and do a loan and pay that off. But, folks, it's going to come back. Don't wait to where things were like last year and you're running in and all of a sudden it's too late. Okay? Some home values in certain areas right now, folks, appreciation has slowed down. I've got an article in front of me right now. Home value appreciation slows down in May. Don't get caught with... I'm on radio. Don't get caught um, out in the cold. Let's put it professionally and politely. Don't get caught out in the cold without a jacket, so to speak. When all of a sudden, if rates go up, and then all of a sudden, those home value appreciation, and you can't take advantage of that equity in your home right now. The call's free. Call me doing my day job. You speak to me. I speak to dozens of people every week, and they cannot believe, oh, I can't believe I got you on the phone. Absolutely, you get me on the phone. Call me doing my day job. 504-207-7600. But here's what I want to tell you. I'm going to need to get an application. We're going to have to look at, I'm going to listen to your scenario, and then I'm going to guide you on what you think's best. I told somebody this week, I'm like, you don't need me. Somebody's sitting at a 3.5% on a 15-year. And they said, should I refinance? I'm like, heck no. Do you need cash out? No. Well, I just heard rates are lower. Yeah, they are, but I mean, come on. What are we looking at here? That's why we're going to talk about those rates. Early estimates suggest closed refinances rose by more than 30% from April with May's volume estimated to be more than three times higher than the 10-year lows seen in 2018. Refinances are back. Take advantage of it before we see any kind of hiccups in rates, whether it's cash out, whether it's looking at um, doing something with cash out or rate term. Take advantage. Maybe get rid of some of those little pesky credit cards. Veterans, you know I love you. We love doing VA loans. Love it. More good news. VA loans just got even better. And not that we've got a ton of these in this market, okay? But all over the country, this is a big deal. And, it, and we, could, we see some as well. But veteran VA loan limits has been repealed. Now veterans can get a jumbo loan, a jumbo loan with zero money down. So in what I consider arguably the best loan product out there, it just got better, okay? Because loan limits on VA loans is now over, okay? It's over. So now veterans... On a jumbo loan, see, there used to be a percentage. There was a chart. Gosh, it was a pain in the butt to figure out. And you got a chart, and then you would come back and go, okay, hey, here's how much down payment you need on your jumbo loan. That's gone now. A jumbo is treated just like a $100,000 loan for a veteran. No money down. So that is a win, win, and yes, a win. Hey, this dude, Jun Ying, we talked about him, worthless can't stand them. If you don't know who that is, that's the dude that was running Equifax when they had to breach. And he got word of it, so he went and pulled out all his monies, and he went and got all his stuff out before uh, poop hit the fan. Well, guess what? He's going to jail. What bothers me about this is the dude's only going to jail for four months. See, there's such a, a, a you know, 
if you got money, that, that it's it's just crazy. It's crazy on how the sometimes the the court system works. But he's going to jail for four months, and then he's got one year of supervised release. I don't know what that means. I've never been to that point in my career. You know, been married. I know what that means, supervised release. But so, and he's got to pay restitution of a hundred and seventeen. Hundred and seventeen thousand bucks and a fine of fifty five thousand. Because he was he and he pleaded guilty of insider trading. So him pleading guilty, you know what that means. That means he took a deal, which stinks, because a lot of people that, that was a lot of inconvenience for a lot of folks there. So you know what, Jun Ying? Hey, it's a federal prison, so ain't not much bag to have. He's probably gonna pick up horticulture. Or, you know, some kind of, you know, his golf game will get better when he comes out. But it is what it is. The retail apocalypse continues, folks. The retail apocalypse continues. 7,037 American retail stores have closed through June 30th. Through June 30th of this year. That already exceeds 5,800 store closures that occurred all of last year. We're on pace to exceed the all-time record of 8,100 from 2017, just two years ago. So this is a big deal. This is a big, big deal. The retail apocalypse continues. Are you an online shopper or do you get in your car? You know, your Paylesses, your Kmarts. I mean, it's, it's changing the skyline. I mean, it's changing just everything that we know. Home debt. 65% of the debt of Americans as of the end of March this year is mortgage debt. So, for example, $10.4 trillion of the mortgages out of $16.1 trillion of total household debt. That's the numbers if you put the numbers with the percentage there. So $10.4 trillion of mortgages is the debt out of a total of 16.1. But you know what? There's good debt and bad debt, just like there's good turnover and bad turnover. You know what? Hey, I want to continue to hear that as being debt because that means more people are buying homes. Okay? We know we want you to have free and clear homes and all that, but that means more people are buying homes. Hey, when we get back from the break... We're going to talk about it. Are you? We got to do rate watch, of course. But are you 30 year versus 15? What's your motto? What are you thinking? We're going to discuss that more. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. Daniel. Chilling out, listening. Appreciate it. The little song reaching out to you. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio. 
504-260-0995 if you want to be part of the show. Hey, if you want to reach me outside of the show, the, the home away from the show is mortgagegumbo.com. Or just hit me up, 504-207-7600. We've always got a team ready to go. But if you visit MortgageGumbo.com, we've got people standing by to answer any kind of questions that you may have. So with that being said, let's get into our weekly segment we call Rate Watch. Rates continue to be sickening good, okay? 30-year, 3.81. 15-year, 3.58. Okay? 3.58. Now, I'm going to point out something in a little bit to you. So, remember that. 3.81 versus 3.85. FHA, 3.55. Jumbo, 3.98513.66. So, what does that mean in a nutshell? Just fantastic goodness, greatness, any way you shape it. And here's what I want to ask you right now. Do you have, for instance, what we're doing for our clients? We're reaching out to our clients that we're identifying and just giving them lower interest rates. The current lender that you're working with, are they doing that? Probably not. You know why? Because they closed your loan and they move on. See, with us at Cross Country, we're more than a mortgage. And I know that sounds a little cliche-ish, but you know what? We don't just sign the paperwork and say goodbye to you. We're constantly looking out for you. So if you're going to be being, receiving an email, receiving a, a phone call from us, letting you know if we've identified you as somebody that we can help, we're going to do that. So if you're wondering on your current mortgage right now, if there's a better opportunity for you, call me. I'll tell you straight up. Give me a call during the week, 504-207-7600. Or shoot me an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. So you're wondering... Hey, you know, should I, those rates I just gave you are, are a super, super low, right? So should I do a 30 versus a 15, maybe even a 20? Hey, what are your thoughts on a purchase versus a refinance? We're going to discuss that. But what I want to make sure I advise you on this, and most people probably won't do this, folks, is do not... Don't let these rates make you house poor, okay? I hate to tell you this, but the number on a piece of paper, meaning your interest rate, does not buy bread and milk when you go to the grocery. That cashier, that checkout lady could care less what number's on a piece of paper. So do not let these rates make you house poor poor so i've got some things here that i want to go over with you to kind of help you consider so let's start with a purchase first okay so number one on a purchase when you're trying to consider 30 versus 15 is this your forever home okay chances are if you're in your 20s 30s 40s it's probably not but if it's not Hey, the next question would be is, how long do you plan to be there? Okay, that's a huge question. So digest that for a minute. But I want you to understand this. Let, let's put 
I've got an example here that I kind of put down because I, I really want you to understand this. Okay, let's t- on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage. And all I'm taking, look, we're not doing taxes and intro. I'm just using, not doing down payment. I'm just using a, a concrete number for y'all listening to get an idea. Because you're debating whether or not to purchase a home right now. You're debating how much home can I afford? What is my buying power? My job is to sit here and maybe try to help you out with that. Okay? So on a $250,000 home, on a 30-year term, and we're using our 3.81% that we're at today, your payment is $1,166. That's your principal and interest payment. On a 15-year, using our percentage rate where we're at today, to 3.58, that payment's $1,800. Okay? $1,800. That's a difference of $634 a month. That is a ton, folks. A ton. And I'm going to explain where I'm going with this in a second. But let's take a $300,000 house on a 30-year term, and you're getting that same 3.81%. Your payment goes to $1,399 versus $1,166. But it also goes to $1,399. Heck, let's round it up to $1,400 bucks, versus $1,800 on a 15 for $250. So you're getting 50000 more in-house for 400 bucks cheaper. Do you think a $300,000 house is a little bit nicer than a $250,000 house? Yes, I see you nodding your head, yes. So that's why it's so important, folks. It's so important for you as a consumer to know what your buying power is. And that's why it's my job to protect you and to ask you the questions of, hey, how long are you going to be in this house? Is this your forever home? Because listen to this, and this is where it's all going to make sense. In January of 2018, a 30-year fixed rate was three quarters of a point higher than a 15-year. Three quarters, that's 0.75% higher. Just the beginning of this year, a 30-year rate versus a 15-year rate was a quarter, I mean, a half a point higher, a half a percent. And you just heard me talk about where they're at today. It's less than one quarter of a percent. It's 0.23, folks. So... Now you see where I'm coming and I'm circling back around on this for you. A couple years ago, maybe the 15 made a lot more sense when it was almost, it was three quarters of a point. But where we sit today with rates being so low, man, go with the third, in my opinion, when it's less than a quarter percent, folks, don't strap yourself. Do those things we've talked about on previous shows. Do bi-weekly payments. Maybe put a little bit extra on your payment. But my gosh, do you want to have to come back to me in three years when all of a sudden maybe things have changed and you go, 
you know what? I am absolutely strapped. I'm house poor. I'm eating ramen noodles every day because I wanted a 15-year mortgage. And the $634 extra every month is just absolutely destroying me. Because, oh, yeah, when I got the 15-year, I thought, oh, I'm never going to need another car. My cars are fine. My cars are paid for. Then all of a sudden, you need a car. Newsflash, cars are expensive these days. So would that $634, throw that extra money if you want until you need that next thing, throw that extra money at your principal every month. But see, this is what I want because they've got the rocket people and all there. Oh, do a 15-year mortgage. Do this. Do that. Listen, what you can afford and what you're willing to pay, folks, are two different things. So, again, when you're less than a quarter percent different. See, nobody else is going to tell you this. But I want you to have the facts, whether you use me or not. For less than a quarter percent Heck, I'm taking 30 years. I'm taking $634 less payment. Or better yet, you know what? I'm going, I'm going buy that bigger house and save 400 bucks a month and take out the 30-year note. Just think about that for a second. Now let's talk about refinances. Again. Is this your forever home? What is the purpose of the refinance? Do you just want that number on a piece of paper? Do you want to get, are you getting cash out to consolidate debt? You want to take advantage of monthly savings? And here's a conversation I had with a client this week. And this is where... I have to try to, um, and that's why I'm on here, folks, because I want y'all to understand this. I have a passion for this. And the lady told me, my God, you keep it real, just like you do on the radio. I said, well, yeah, that's what I'm here for. You're calling me with your most valuable asset. I'm not here to, let, let's tell knock-knock jokes. But the lady contacted me because she's struggling. Her credit card debt has gotten out of control. And she just can't afford. She's spiraling. So she's got some equity. But her payments are just, every day she's going to the mailbox, there's a new bill, there's something going on. And it's out of control. So she called me, and we could put all her bills together. Now, keep in mind, her original reason for calling me is she is struggling with her monthly payments. So she got advice from the drunken uncle shooting fireworks, I'm assuming, during the 4th to do a 15-year mortgage. And she had 26 years left on her mortgage. So let's cut the term by 10. But here, so, And I said, okay, so let's look at it. So her 15-year mortgage that she wanted a great credit score qualified for a fantastic rate. But that 15-year mortgage was increasing her payment by 50 bucks. And you go, well, Dwayne, you're cutting your payment by 10 years. Okay, that's fine. But the whole reason she called me is she was struggling to make her payments. Whereas if I put her on a 25-year, 
cutting her term by one, she was saving over $300 a month. So you have to, folks, that's what I'm talking about. Don't let these rates put you in home jail, so to speak, and make you house poor. If you're struggling to pay your bills and you've got a bunch of debt out there that you're running up because rates have lowered, so that HELOC got ran up, then my gosh, if you call me, we're going to look at all the different options, but we are not necessarily just going to put you on a 15-year note just because when I could save you $300 and you always got the option to pay more. I can put an amortization schedule together for you and show you what it takes, but this way if you need that break one month, you don't have to make that bigger payment. I'm not here to poo-poo on 15-year mortgages, folks. They're not a bad thing. But we got to make sure maybe we're in our forever home. We gotta, there's a lot of questions that's got to be answered. So that's why when you call me or you send me an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com or you call me at 504-207-7600, it's not going to be a two-minute conversation. We're going to break it down because I'm looking out for you. I'm your home's hookup. Hey, when we get back, been turned down because of income, Worked with a lender that don't know their butt from a hole in the ground on how to calculate income. I'm going to share with you what income is needed for qualifying and how it works. You are listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. Listen to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. Stay hydrated, folks. It's hot out there. Summer is here. It's in full effect. Lots going on. Just be safe out there. It is steamy. That is for sure. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio. Still got one segment left. Gosh, time flies by. 504-260-0995. And we're talking about rates. We just talked about the 30 versus the 15, which, by the way, hey, listen, if you missed the show, go to MortgageGumbo.com. Hey, you could also check out, hey, we have podcasts now. We're growing and blowing. It's incredible. So, hey, go to the website. Check it out. Hey, we got our podcast on Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. So you could always pick up the show if you're on the go. And if you didn't know, that just rhymed so. So here's my question for you. I, number one, and I touched on this earlier when I gave the poor example of the lady who was told she was qualified for 219 and we had to get her for 169. But I am amazed at how many lenders do not know income. And the person that suffers is you or a family member. And I'm sure every one of y'all know a story similar to this. And that's what frustrates me because buying a home, it takes so much guts to just, it's a scary process for a lot of folks. And I get it. And you only know what experiences. And and sometimes you're dealing with folks who are listening right now who haven't bought a house in 20 years. So they don't know how much change has been out there. 
Then you go reading online and you hear about this story and that story. But the person that suffers when your lender does not understand income, which is the most important thing, because the ability to repay your mortgage is all that we care about as an investor. That's all we care about. Okay? So when they're telling you you're the person that suffers, so what happens in this situation? So now you're out inspection fees, right? You called my boys over at 360. So now you're out inspection fees. Hey, uh, you're out your appraisal fee, right? Maybe you're going to lose your home and your lease is gone. Oh, and then kick in, by the way, you may even lose your down payment. Meaning maybe you put up $500. Not your down payment, but you put up your, depo- your deposit. You put up 500 or 1000 bucks for your deposit. And now you may even lose that because why? You hired a lender that did not know how to utilize and use income. That's why you need to get pre-approved through an underwriter, which is what we do over at my team. It's going to take an extra day, but within 48 hours, your approval is going to be equivalent to cash. We're not going to put you in a situation where a lender is going to tell you, like the example I gave earlier, that you're approved for 219000 Start moving your family. Cancel that lease. Oh, the underwriter. Can you believe the underwriter? No, it's not the underwriter. You're the one that provided the information to the underwriter. It's on you. And as a lender, it's your responsibility. So let's kind of go through. I put down some things here. Keep it in mind. Ability to repay is number one. Okay? But investors, they're the rule setters. So when you go online and you read, hey, you can get an FHA loan down to 530, this and that. Yeah, great. I want to meet one person that's a 530 credit score that's gotten a mortgage. Because it comes down to invest, investor discretion. If you read any underwriting guideline, it says discretion of the underwriter. So here's where I wanted to start. And we'll just say time matters. Okay? On most income streams that you have, keep in mind two years. Think about that. Two years. Chances are, if you've been at a job or a position for two years, that income stream can probably count towards your debt-to-income ratio and towards your buying power. So kind of keep that in mind as far as time goes. So let's kind of start breaking that down. Hey, a lot of folks out there, alimony, child support. You need to know that age is a tremendous factor. Because if you're getting child support and your kid is 14, you can count that child support. If your kid is 16, chances are you cannot. And we're talking about child support, not disability for a child or anything like that. Because at 18 is when the cutoff is. So you have to be able to show that income. So 
two years, you need to be somewhere. And if you're getting other types of income, usually they want to see it for three years. Okay? So alimony and child support. Huge factor is time. And cash don't work. And it, guess what? If it is a court order and he's paying you cash, can't count it. If it's a court order and he's not paying you every single month and you can't prove it, can't count it. Bonuses and commissions, two years. Unless if you've been in that same line of work where you can show that, hey, you were a commissioned employee and you took this new job and you're a commissioned employee with this new job, you can usually count that even if you've not been somewhere for two years. Self-employed, two years, folks. If you were making a base income and all of a sudden you went to commission only and you're now 1099, even though you work for a company, that's going to be treated as self-employed income. And we're going to see two years. Or what we're going to do is we're going to average that income. We're going to average your new income over a two-year period and take whatever's lower. So that's important. You need to know that. That's why one of our Ten Commandments is do not change jobs. Part-time income, folks. You have to have been there. No less. I mean, it says 12 months, but you know what? I found two years. If you're working a part-time job, they're going to want to see two years to be able to take advantage of that, a part-time income. Social Security. I'm amazed at how many lenders don't understand it. You can gross up Social Security to help qualify for a mortgage. You can even gross up child support sometimes. But Social Security benefits, we're going to want to see that that is being done and that you're receiving that on, are you receiving that on behalf of a family member? Because if that, again, time comes into play. And how long have you been getting it? Have you qualified for it and going forward? I have people that call me wanting to get qualified on unemployment benefits. Folks, listen, I know you read somewhere on some page Article 5 of Q of P of S. You're not going to get qualified on unemployment. You're not. Hey, we're going to get back into this topic next week because I got a lot more to cover and we just ran out of time here. But I'm going to cover more about income. But if you've got questions about income, let me know. Just got one. Hey, I'm on limited income. I own a double. Can we talk about trust income? I got a lot of stories that we'll talk about here. Guys, ladies, gentlemen, thank you. Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, D.C., all of y'all that hung out with me, Carolina, thank you. It's another great week. Be safe out there. You've been listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. Till next week, Gumbo Nation, keep stirring the pot. <laughs> 